Another episode with Wellness with Mo. Hi, my name is Mo, and today's episode was inspired by a video I happened to watch uh, last week uh, uh, with regards to respect. In the video, there was a really uh, interesting quote uh, that I want to, to begin this episode by sharing it with you. So, it, it, it basically says that respect is just more is more uh, is more than just caring for another; it is caring for humanity. And I really, really want to put several lines underneath that quote. Because respect is, is not just about caring. It is caring uh, uh, for humanity. And many of us, many of us uh, uh, fail to, uh, to see the point of respect. And many of us, uh, today's world in this dynamic and vast and uh, quick, uh, quickly moving uh, world, we tend to forget the idea of respect. So respecting diversity meaning, means acknowledging and appreciating and learning from the differences and similarities among people. I, as, a, a, as an individual, have long stood by uh, the philosophy uh, that uh, to understand other people, even my, my, my darkest enemies, even if my, my biggest nemesis, I need to acknowledge, appreciate, and learn their culture. And so, uh, 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 when learning their culture, I will learn the differences and similarities between my culture and their culture. And that is where the problem of the world is. We do not want to learn other people's culture, other people's uh, uh, norms, other people's ethnic background, other people's history. This is where uh, respect for diversity comes really into it and mindfulness can really help you respect the diversity in several ways in this episode i will try and mention four ma major ways that uh, mindfulness can help you uh, respect diversity and it's so interesting i mean uh, that we tend to really forget about this even though it's it's quite simple these four ways if we you know sit and, uh, and think about it and, and, and really um, uh, try and apply these four ways. But because we are human beings and because we are biased to ourselves and to our thinking and to our culture and to our religion, we tend to not think about these things. So what are these four uh, uh, interesting ways where you can respect diversity using mindfulness? Number one, reduce bias number two foster empathy number three enhance communication and number four promote inclusion you see all four of them when you when, when you learn about them when you uh, dig deep into them they all are connected together and they all create a more mindful person a lot of people think that mindfulness is just you know a good word to say and and, uh, and really everyone has been saying it ever since uh, the pandemic hit and after the pandemic hit, they've been saying mindfulness, wellness, well-being and, and all those lovely, lovely jargons. And really we do, we do not understand what is mindfulness and why, why I usually try and link mindfulness with our 
daily practices because mindfulness is something that we do on a daily basis without us feeling. Again, talking about mindfulness, we all know what it means. It is being means being present and acknowledging our feelings and emotions at that same point. The problem is still a lot of people, a lot of people cannot, cannot let go of the past. A lot of people tend to hold grudges against others. I mean, it's so, it's so amazing that I, I try and keep on telling me telling these people and sometimes they're clients and sometimes very they're very close people to forget about the past to let go to live and let live because life is short people life is really really short so if we learn how to respect with diversity and we learn how to respect with mindfully other people uh, big and old uh, seniors and juniors even in the workplace, if we learn how to, do, to, to respect others and, and to acknowledge that others can, can, they can become much more smarter, they might know better information of certain areas than we have. So, what are these four? Again, let me repeat them for you. These are reducing bias, uh, foster empathy, enhancing communication, and promote inclusion. These are the four ways. So when we talk about reducing bias, what is bias? Bias is the tendency for any human being to favor or dislike someone or something. It's like we, we base it upon an assumption that, yeah, I don't like that person. Yeah, that person is, yeah, there's no chemistry. Even though he, he, that person, he or she did not do anything. It is just the assumption and the impression that one gets from the body language of the person in front of him. And so he builds or she builds this kind of bias. Uh, and this kind of bias stays there for a very, very long time until, until that person learns to overcome his or her bias, to overcome his or her dislike to that person and try and find something in the middle where you can like that person. So when we talk about reducing bias, bias can affect, uh, 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 affect your perception and judgment and interaction with others. So how can mindfulness help with, uh, with, this, with this kind of uh, uh, way? Well, mindfulness can help you become more aware of your own thoughts and feelings. So it's, they will help you, mindfulness will help you show you how you can be more aware of your thoughts and more aware of your feelings through meditation, through journaling, through uh, just open discussion and being vulnerable with other people and, and, and receiving uh, feedback. Again, I always say in most of my trainings and where, where I, I meet people, the, the number one problem we have as human beings is that the impossibility and impracticality of receiving feedback. Because we take it so defensively, we think that the people there are out there to get, get us, out there to take our place, out there to become the better uh, coach, the better trainer, the better speaker, and so on and so forth. However, when I say feedback, I always mean constructive, 
feedback, even if it is negative, constructive feedback. So it is important to understand that this kind of feedback really helps you when you, when you sit within a group and even that person, if that person is sitting with you in that same group and you've already built, you know, that kind of bias that you built, it's important to, to understand and monitor your, your thoughts and reasons and feelings towards that person and try to examine it. Try to put yourself in his place. He might be or she might have the same kind of bias towards you. So it is really important to overcome these inaccuracy and challenges uh, with uh, others and try and understand others clearly and better. We, again, tend to do this a lot of time. And reducing bias means reducing judgment. And if we can reduce judgment, then we can truly, truly understand others and other, uh, others' thinking and emotions and so on and so forth. I can keep on, you know, talking about it. And how does this tie up in uh, respect? Well, it really ties up because at the end of the day, when you reduce your bias and you reduce your uh, feelings uh, of, uh, of uh, hate or dislike of that person, so it increases your, uh, your respect and it increases your uh, uh, empathy. And empathy is what we're going to talk about in number two, which is fostering empathy. Like we said, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person and to show compassion and support. Empathy is not sympathy. And like Brene, uh, Brene, Brene Brown always mentions, empathy is how we put ourselves in other people's shoes. Sympathy is just saying, well, it's okay. It happens to all of us. And it's really, really irritating because you no know, sympathy doesn't show any kind of respect or any kind of uh, uh, being mindful that of that person. So being em empathy, empathetic and, and practicing compassion is the number one thing to remember. Still, I meet a lot of people these days who lack the, uh, the skills and lack the, uh, the philosophy of being empathetic and compassionate uh, 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 towards other human beings either they're uh, older than them, wiser than them, or younger than them. Empathy has no age lim limit. Empathy is being there for that person, is having your support system, your support system that I keep on mentioning every now and then, every few uh, weeks, I keep mentioning them. Why? Because support systems are important and, and these are the people that really, really help you grow. So fostering empathy will, uh, again, will help you foster uh, respect. When you empathize and, and be compassionate with others, it's so, so important. Empathy is essential for building trust, respect, and cooperation. So it is essential if we, uh, if we want to trust each other, if we want to build a, a, a cooperation, if we want to build a successful company or a successful business, you need to foster empathy. It's so important and it's so amazing. 
Uh, also, it enhances your emotional intelligence, and, and this is where I talk about emotional intelligence. Many of many of my uh, clients, either for on corporate level or individual, that one of the components of uh, of emotional intelligence is empathy. And you see, empathy is so strong these days, where where, where we are so busy and so worked up that we have no time this kind of compassion and to feel this kind of respect of others so again practicing mindfulness can make you become more aware more emotionally uh, aware and more emotionally intelligent this is why when I, I try and deliver you know uh, emotional intelligence I usually use the word the art of emotion because every component of emotional intelligence including uh, empathy is an art within itself. So practicing empathy is not a simple and not an easy thing uh, to do, but it is a must if you want to build trust, cooperation, and a strong business among other people. Our third way where respect uh, helps uh, diversity is enhancing communication. Yes, yes, yes. Communication is the number one thing that we lack as human beings. You know that 65% of our body language is communication. It is the main message that comes. Only 7% of all our communications are words that come out of our mouth. And that, that is I mean, a, a staggering and an amazing statistic. That with, with our body language and our gestures and our tonality and so on and so forth, and enhance our communication either with a negative message we want to send or even a positive. So enhancing communication is vital for creating mutual understanding. Most again, most, most of our misunderstandings between misunderstanding between human beings is a lack of communication. It's there and it's always there, but that is the trust. The lack of communication by 